Hi everyone, this is Natasha and my Energy Healing 101 class is now open for early bird discount registration, 10% off until Thursday. You will learn the energy healing tools that I use both in my practice and also for myself every day to clear my energy field to help me to set better boundaries, separate from other people and situations. Um, You'll also learn how to read your own energy, read other people's energy. And overall, these truly are the tools that changed my life. So you can go to highestlighthealing.com and click on the button to register. Hope to see you there. magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Ron and David right now. The, oh. the cat, the cat, Um, what are they, mascots of the show, maybe? Because they're here every week, usually, in their little chair. And they're cuddling. Oh, head to head. They're just so adorable. I did post this week on Instagram a picture of them. But anyway, they are so, very cute. They're so cute. Um, so it's been it's been told to us via survey that this isn't the podcast people come to for political commentary, and under that's understood. However, you know, there's also a collective feeling of sadness that can happen, and so for one, I'm going to give a tool in terms of how to deal with that. Um. And like, you know, uh, just in case you don't know, like Roe versus Wade was overturned in the U.S. And there's also just a lot of heavy stuff happening everywhere. But it feels like the U.S. is getting bombarded right now politically anyway with rights and stuff. So I thought I would just offer a little tool. And you can do this, you know, anytime there's a lot of, of world strife. Um, and so the idea is not to, um, put a wall up or disconnect yourself or, you know, be like, well, I'm just going to pretend it's not happening or anything like that. But if you are feeling overwhelmed or, you know, it's not helpful to drink in with a straw world energy, you know, like when the pandemic was happening for like in full swing, it's not, it's just very draining, you know, and yeah. I've actually been seeing I, I I'm the newsletter that went out today. If you're listening on Monday, I posted about this. I've been seeing a lot of clients lately whose energy is really f- like um, full of over of like not just other people's energy, but like also their own that hasn't been moving. Mm, yeah, I could see that, too, in my yeah. work this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I think it might be 
a pandemic thing. It's like, okay, it's been two years and now it's like stuff is coming up. It's like we kind of feel safe enough to feel more, but it's also like, eh, do I really want to feel? So it's just sort of all building up. Um, so this is something. Else. So yeah, and then this is just another thing. So anyway, long story short, what I would do is, so uh, your crown chakra is at the top of your head, and that is where we get our highest knowing, our highest information. And if we have an energy cord going from there to our highest self or source, I like to picture it like a big golden sun, then we're bringing that energy in from our highest information. So it's not about shutting off again. It's just about like, okay, what do I, what's most important for me to know now? And also make sure your crown chakra is not wide open. Like, keep it down to a, boy, I, let me tell you something. I did a healing. <laughs> <laughs> I did a healing yesterday where there was a whole big, and it was like something, I had just watched Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. It's oh. a really good Marvel movie. Oh. Where the, this, like, big dragon, like, sucks the chi out of people. Like, it was pretty Oh, that does sound good. But I've only ever liked one Marvel movie, and it was the Joker one. Oh, yeah. No, it was, this is really good movie. Anyway. But see, this it, is what people always say about Marvel movies, and then I don't like them. But anyway, this is mm, a Maybe you're not a Marvel person. But my point, and it was like this, dra- I love dragons, but in the movie, it was like a dragon-like creature. And this person like, had, had this entity that was like taking different shapes and going into the, his crown was wide open. And so this entity was, this was because this guy was just like open for other reasons that I won't go into. But the point being, it was quite a healing. And a reminder, don't keep that crown chakra wide open. <laughs> yeah, there's dragons out there, you guys. <laughs> this wasn't a dragon. I do love dragons. No, this was not a dragon. <laughs> I mean, just probably that- good and bad dragons. Yeah, maybe. In the movie, there was. Um, I've only met good dragons, but it's true. anyway. <laughs> maybe there's only good dragons. I don't really know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> the point being... Yeah, just have the intention to have your crown to uh, crown chakra uh, like 10% open most of the time. Mm, Even, 10%. You know, yeah, I would say going through your daily life, especially right now, 10%. Perfect. Oh, Then when you're meditating, if you want to experiment with more, you know, go ahead. But, okay, I, um, I have a question sure about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so for me, there is something actually protective and healing about mm. connecting with infinity, like connecting my crown chakra. I know we've talked mm-hmm. about this, like part of mm. a chakra clearing, for example, but really any meditation, I like to connect my root chakra to the earth, my crown chakra to infinity. And yeah. when I work, like when I do Akasha clearings, for example, from that place, I feel very clear and open it's it's almost like that continually refreshes me and helps me lock into positive energy so that is I do feel like that's a crown chakra opening but it does feel protective to me at the same time what are your thoughts on this um so when I tune into you just for a second if you don't mind no no of course I would not I don't see your crown chakra as being blasted open when you do that Mm, what is different it's open but it's open enough that you're able to receive all that infinite energy. It, uh-huh. I agree with you. It is. I just hit the microphone. It is coming <laughs> through the crown. Uh huh. I don't. Your crown chakra is not 
wide, wide open. I don't uh, perceive it that way. Do you? You? It feels that way to you? No. Well, I mean, I do feel like what I'm doing is I'm connecting my crown chakra to infinite light, which yes. that's what the crown chakra receives. Yes. But you don't. This is you're actually proving my point. You can receive infinite light without having your crown chakra be open eighty percent. So, but yeah, it. it, I think the intention or the understanding that I have is that that makes it so it's. I mean, it's not open to other things. Right, (laughs) it's open to that. Yes. Okay. And that and that is likely what is. Yeah, that is what is keeping it not blasted open. I I will just say that this person who I haven't named them, so it's fine. Um, and I have seen this many times. I'm all for you know, psychedelics. But oh, so I was wondering, does those mm-hmm. do blast open your crown? Those blast open your crown. Yeah, if you especially he was doing it consistently oh. for like two years in yeah. a row. There were so much so I have worked with him over the, the many, many things in his place in uh-huh. his space because of that consistent so yeah, that will because you're not conscious, you're just like unless you before you, I'm, yes, you can do that work medicinally mm-hmm. and say, like, I am not going to, I intend to not be blasted open. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because that word blasted open to describe this sounds funny. But um, yeah, but you can, anytime, intention is very strong. We are, you know, I really feel over and over, I say this, that I feel like we're taught in this society that, like, when you are doing something intense, it's like, go for it all the way. Like, get, you know, like, yeah. that's the only way to get things done. Right. But go big intention, go yeah, intention is a very subtle thing that is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so you can just have the intention, oh, yeah, my crown chakra is only open 10, 15%. Great. And I open to receive my highest light, mm-hmm. my highest, you'll receive it. Yeah, so that is what you do because you, when you do that, you're also, like you said, centered into the earth. Yeah. You're, you are creating a container. Uh, Yeah. There's a sphere of light around me. I do also invoke that. So, yes. I see. So you're not wide open. Okay. So, what you want to do is have that cord going from your crown with the intention to go to your highest light. You could do it. I personally wouldn't, like, the way I was taught was that white light can attract guides. But, so I use gold. I, again, I think intention is everything. If you're just like only my highest good, only my highest light, only, you know, that's where I'm bringing it in. And then you want, you could imagine a bubble of of collective consciousness outside of your space, way outside of your space. And check, do I have a cord going from my crown to this collective? If you don't know, that's fine. Just have the intention to move it off of that and back into your infinite sun. Ooh, I just did that while you were saying that. It felt good. Yeah, right? Yeah. I have had to do that multiple times today. Like, okay, back to myself. Because every time I feel sad, I notice that I'm like going into the collective. Uh Okay, back into my highest light. Yeah. And then you can know what you want to do. Like, you know, tonight I'm going to a little vigil in town with some friends and then we'll know how to take action. I'm, I'm going to be careful not to cord to anyone there. But like I'll know like, yeah, that does feel good for me to do that because I'm connected to my highest self. If I wasn't, then it might just feel draining. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know. So also, Tess, you read some good information in terms of Yeah, I just want to pass along that Dan Savage, if you Google Dan Savage abortion pill, um, there, he has information about how this is actually widely available. Also, 
Ted heard a Science Friday episode that goes into the science of it um, mm-hmm. and, and also just helpful information about it. So just so you are aware, <laughs> apparently the abortion pill is available. It is affordable. You can get it. It is illegal in many states. Maybe, I don't know, the, all the legality of it. But just so you know, that's an option for you. Yeah, but it's still like – it's kind of like how – Weed is illegal in (laughs) certain states, but you can find your way to it. Yeah, it just feels important to mention that for women's health. Yeah, definitely. We have to do what we have to do for women's health. Yeah, and in general for the health of society, for the the wellness Um, of people. Yeah. Yeah, because we're all in it together. Women are part of humanity, in case you didn't. No, JK, you knew that if you're listening to this. Okay, so switching gears here, I just wanted to mention that friend of the show, Rebecca Arev, who we loved, she was on earlier, is having, uh, I mean, a a couple months, a few months ago, I don't know time anymore, is doing a Jewish magic healing and arts class, which is so amazing, and I'm actually going to do it. Oh, my God, so amazing. It's six weeks, and... What she says is this space affirms that your life is Jewish magic and the ways we collaborate with the energy of life has potential to heal our world. And boy, we need that now. Magic manifests in many ways, including through our art, work with plants, organizing for social change, and the ways we intend for our life to be a ritual. We will explore uh, water rites and mikvah, amulets, mirror magic, Jewish time in the moon, incantation bowls, a Jewish mystical text that predates the Kabbalah, magical practices, working with plants and animals, Jewish astrology, angels and demons, fermentation magic, and everyday rituals. Woohoo! So you can go, where can you go to where find out go? about this? Well, she has her um, Instagram is Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H-E-R-E-V, Arab Studio. Um, and there's a link tree in there. And we will link it in the show notes um, as well. But that is also, it looks like her website is RebeccaArabStudio.com. So that's what I want to say about that. And also, if you love our show, could you review us? That would be great. We'd love it. Um, It helps us so much, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, It really helps people find the show. And also, we're just so grateful for it. Um, You can also sign up for our newsletter at magicmondaypodcast.com, where we send out Tess sends out every week the show notes and the um, cards that we pick, and I send one out monthly. Um, and you can ask us a questione at yeah. magicmondaypodcast at gmail.com. And we you have a donate button now. Oh, yes. We have a donate button, which we are so appreciative. We're yeah. so appreciative. That's not a word. But we are, appreci- we are appreciative. appreciative. Yeah. We're appreciative. That's appreciative. Appreciative. That's what okay. we are. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It just, yeah, helps. And we appreciate you. Um, Did you have anything you'd like to say? Uh, I would like to mention that I am offering feng shui consultations over Zoom um, and in person if you're close to me. And also Mm -hmm. Akashic clearings on the phone. So Mm -hmm. if you would like to learn about these therapies, these healing modalities and schedule, you can check them out at TessWhitehurst.com. Great. Um, oh, also you can call us at 828-333-7181. I'm still not singing. Ooh, I liked that one. Oh, okay. 333-7181. I started nice. to sing and then I, and I didn't like it. Okay. So we won't be here next week. Oh, so this, obviously you're listening this week. We're here. Hi. Next week, we won't be here because it's July 4th weekend. And also producer Brett's birthday. Happy birthday, Brett. Yeah. Um, okay. So now it is time for questionis. Why don't you okay. read the first one? Okay. So this is from Maria. Maria asks, as my birthday approaches, I am wondering, honestly, if I will have more to celebrate. I have had a fear of semi-trucks for as long as I can remember in this life and the number 49. I forgot to mention Maria is turning 49 on her birthday. Oh. I have even gotten chills as I passed a semi going in the opposite direction. So could this be a past life remembering of what happened or am I doomed in this life? I love your thoughts on this many things. Um, so Maria is worried yeah. that her fear of the number 49 and semi-trucks means this is, I mean, she didn't say this uh, explicitly, but what I'm getting from it is she's worried that this year there will be a problem with a semi-truck that will end her life. So I just want to say, originally I read that and I was going to say like, oh, um, I was going to have, well, we can still use your example when you came to me in the fencing thing. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll start there. Go. What happened? You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's start with that. Okay. So as we mentioned in the last episode, <laughs> we touched on <laughs> with George Lizos. Um, I, well, we were talking about something else that was related to my relation. Was it? I don't remember what we were talking about. In the session? In the session. Oh, oh yeah. It I was won't something remember. what I'm you sorry. tuned into, whatever I was experiencing, which it's interesting because I forget after our sessions because you heal them so completely that I'm like, what uh, even was that? I don't even remember. Uh, but it was some problem I was having. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah. And Natasha tuned into a, a spirit of a man in my field that kind of like latched on to me that had been in a old past life a past life from the middle ages had been uh-huh. my brother who I had accidentally killed while we were fencing recreationally <laughs> so <laughs> <This is> specific <laughs> and he it's making me laugh and I'm the one who saw it <laughs> and, he, and then I was like oh I felt so terrible that I was like oh you can kind of latch on to my life you can uh... just kind of come along for the ride and that he was still there 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I don't remember what the heck. What? What? But I, you had a fear of fencing okay, in but this then, lifetime. Yes, then it came out that I was like, oh, no wonder I had a phobia <laughs> of fencing, which no one else at my school did. It was like everyone just went to fencing. Oh, isn't this fun? We're learning fencing. But yeah. I like left the class crying multiple oh. times. I got to where I couldn't even enter the door without oh, having a gosh. kind of a panic attack. Oh, <laughs> I was like, no. what is wrong? Why? What? What's your? What's going on here? Now we know yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that can happen um, in this. And we bring this stuff in sometimes with us. Now, so when I first read the email, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll use that example. I did tune in a little bit. um, And I'm not in a reading space, so I didn't do a whole thing. But I did see that in a past life. I will say, Maria, that... It's not this lifetime, like, no, I, you, I, you're, I can't tell you how long you're going to live. I don't tell the future, but I'm not getting any information that that's because of this lifetime. Same. Yeah. So, but what I did see was this energy from a past lifetime that did have, it's like what happened in this past life for you was that you got, um, it is a, the kind of the same feeling as if you were standing there in a semi just came up behind you and pew, like killed you. I don't think it was a semi though, but I do think it was something that had that kind of intensity that did kill you in a past life. Like it was like, um, I don't even, it was so, something like it could have even been, I don't know, but it had that kind of energy. I don't know. I guess it could have been, but I don't it something where it was like you were shocked, like you were standing there and it came from behind and killed you. Again, not in a reading space, so I don't know if that if it was a truck, but my feeling is that it was something else. But had that kind of like overpowering sensation like like that. I don't know, maybe it was that. But I feel so like maybe I, she was like a woodland creature. Like a deer. Mm. That's funny because I am seeing like an animal. It does yeah. feel like like it's like like an animal overtaking or something yeah, like because, that, like a maybe, bear. Maybe like uh, oh oh, I was thinking it was a car and that maybe she was a deer and in the road or something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I had more of the fe- yeah. I don't know because I'm not in a reading space, but it had that kind of like if a if it was like a tiny creature and a bear was like to go like mm-hmm. like you- oh sorry Joyce Joyce my cat just walked in when Aww. I did that and she was scared. By that <laughs> I'm not a bear, Joyce. It's okay. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, but I could see that too. Yeah, I kind of do feel like it would be an animal that she was. I have that sometimes mm-hmm. when I work with people that they have past lives come up where they're an animal. It's well, do you cute. know what? One time my friend was giving, um, she wasn't actually giving Brett a reading, but she got the, I think she was giving me a reading. And she was like, I think Brett was a bear in a, a hmm. past life. And he has this habit of like rubbing his back against the, oh, you've the, mentioned the this. door frame. Yeah, like a bear. <laughs> it did, and I he does usually... have bear energy. <laughs> I hated it when he did that. I still don't love it, but. It made me have more affection for that action when I realized that he was a baron. Anyway, I think you're in the clear, Maria. Yeah. And you know what I also think, uh, Maria, mm-hmm. is that when after you turn 49 and then you're fine, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that the phobia will pass. Because mm. I think past life, sometimes that happens where you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And then there's a certain age from a past life that comes around and it somehow activates some phobias from a past life. Mm-hmm. And then, and I feel like it might once there's, once you get over, because mm-hmm. what do you think the 49 part is? Yeah. Um, I, again, not in a reading space. So it's interesting, a fear of a number. It reminds me of severance in the, that that show, how they like uh, started to yeah. feel that oh, yes. scary feeling associated with numbers. Yeah. Like they had to look for the scary numbers yeah. in the show. Um, I do kind of wonder what that is. I mean, it is growing up in California, of, California history. The 49ers was a definitely oh, that's a thing. funny. There is a lot of invalidation around that number for her. Like when I tune into oh. it, I can feel like a lot of like invalidation energy. Like, oof. like it would be helpful to just and not because it's real. Not I don't want to say her feelings aren't real. I'm not saying that. the feelings but are not real. because yes, not because there's something bad inherently about 49, but just that. Um, for some reason, it's been put in there. I wonder if her mom has associations with that or something. Like stories associated with it. Uh-huh. Or like if she had a thing about that age or getting older or something. Something. I don't know. Yeah. But- Again, not in a reading space, so I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, Maria, do like a... Uh, session with Natasha you could also uh, work energetically with those things yourself like you could light a candle you could breathe you could kind of just set this intention to remove any cords of fear or attachment Mm -hmm. to semis to the number 49 like with Mm -hmm. compassion and kindness for yourself and you might approach it like an experiment. I feel like this is a good way to approach spiritual work in general is not like, oh, this totally. has to work. This is going to work. But more like, oh, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can shift this energy. If we try this, what will happen? So yes, maybe see if you can just kind of lovingly work with those and set the intention to pull those fears out of your field. Also, you may want to picture the number 49. Picture like a gold um, light underneath it. You know, picture, let's say, a gold magnet and just imagine it pulling out any negativity from 49 that you don't like. Any invalidation energy, any anything, you don't even have to know what it was. Any other people's energy going into the magnet and then ex- imagine a magnet exploding and then fill up 49 either. And then actually, I'm also getting C49 explode also. Then do a new 49 with lights and love and like just that number infusing it with positivity yeah like there could be crown imagery like this is the age when i step onto my queenly crown yes throne (laughs) step into my throne with the crown (laughs) you get it you know what i get i'm saying yeah okay we have our last question i'm just going to summarize it um, but essentially this comes from, uh, let's call her Rose. And what happened was she essentially has an item from an ancestor that is very, um, like it feels very energetically charged in a good way, 
But it's like, it has a lot of meaning for her and her family. And she was very inquisitive. Her family was very inquisitive about it. Like, what does this mean? Where did they get it? How, you know, all this stuff. And so her question really was like, um, how can we, what she's saying is like, how does she go about finding out the answers to this question? Mm-hmm. To these questions like where did about it come this. From? What are the stories of it? How did they get yeah. it? How long did it take them to get these things on it? Yeah, etc. So what do you want to say about that? Well, what I want to say, so I have a similar item. I have a my grandma's wedding ring. It's a gold band. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because when I looked at it, when I was when my mom and my aunt gave it to me, they mentioned nothing about this. But when I look on the inside, there's an engraving that says January first, uh eighteen nineteen. It's a date. January first, eighteen nineteen. And mm-hmm. I it's so mysterious to me and i did look up some ancestral some uh records of people with the last name i mean i just was i thought i'm just gonna investigate this so i looked up metcalf which was my mom's uh, or my my mom's dad's name and Mm -hmm. there was a wedding in somewhere like in idaho somewhere in Mm. idaho or something this little town on January 1st, mm. 19, 1819, with somebody ah. with the same last name. I don't know yeah. who it is, though, because my mom's dad's dad came from England. So ah. it, it wasn't like a direct descendant. There's hmm. what, My point is there's mystery around it. Like it was maybe a, some kind of relative and somehow this ring found its way to my grandma and then to me. And... Um, and I don't see, I think this is to me, this is one of those examples of how deeply mysterious ancestors are because we have mm-hmm. so many of them. We have so many yeah. ancestors. You just go back a little ways and you don't know what their names were or what they did or where they <laughs> lived. Like, I mean, there's a lot we don't know, but not only that, but if you keep going back and back. I mean, it's like the evolution of humans before yeah. somehow we came out of before humans exist. I mean, this is very expansive, also, the mysteries here. <laughs> yeah. And let's even talk about not far, like really not even far back. <clears throat> let's talk about living people. I mean, a lot of times people don't know where they, if I ask, you know, Brett, where did you get that? I don't know. Shirt. He may not remember. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, or even like, why, what prompted you to get those shoes? Or, you know, th- and even if they mean something to him, it may, I'm not, I'm like singling him out. Making <laughs> Only him sound like he's a dummy or something. Where he got yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, let's use me. Like, I don't know. Even if it's a ring I love, I might be like, oh, I have no idea why I got that or so where I got that. interesting. Getting older, it's not even just that your memory is <laughs> fading. It's that you, there's just so much. There starts to be yeah. so many things. So, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, so, but yeah. the point with ancestor magic is not having old, total clarity on everything that happened in the physical mm-hmm. world and why. It's yeah. really about feeling supported 
by that network, by feeling just some and some kind of continuity, like you're part of a tree, mm-hmm. you're a leaf on a tree, you're not just a, mm-hmm. a leaf by itself. So mm-hmm. I would use that curiosity because I think this is what humans love mysteries. So and I think mysteries are mm-hmm. also portals into wonder, portals into connection, portals into that feeling of like, what is happening here, which is so beautiful, so inspiring. So I would, if what I counsel is not to seek definite answers, I mean, or not to expect them. You could seek them, but don't Mm -hmm. expect them. But you could still use such an item as a feeling of continuity. You could connect energetically, emotionally with your family line, with those people who owned this object or the hands it passed through without Mm -hmm. having to know for sure. And then see if you can use those mysteries as windows into inspiration. Because, yeah, she said it's so energetically charged, like she's never had anything so energetically charged. So that's perfect. Like set up a little altar, you know, use that as a portal to connection. And then if there is something important about it, um, you could look to connect by I would set to me, I would set up a little altar to the people um, or the person you maybe put that at the center of it um and light a candle and say like listen i'm very curious about these things um is there anything important about this that you would like to share or anything you'd like to share and then just kind of wait and see do you hear any answer trust that write it down you know write down whatever you hear you know just use it as a way to um Maybe you will have an answer. You know, maybe there are very specific answers and um, be open to seeing if there's clues. But then if there's not, just, yeah, I would say feel grateful that you have such an energetically charged um, object, amulet, I guess you could say, right? Would you call that an amulet? Uh, I don't, at this exact moment, feel qualified to answer. (laughs) Okay. Me either. Uh, it feels right, like a magical object that, mm-hmm. you know, could I think be serving. Tam- to... Talisman maybe might be. I know oh, we just talked about with George for. Liz was about this, and I reviewed ah. this information. It's just not at the top of my head. Yeah, me either. Um, so, anyway, that's what I think. Use it as that. And then if you get answers great about that specific thing, beautiful. And yeah, if not, embrace the mystery and enjoy the magic that you already have there. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I just remembered that we didn't go over card slap that we picked last week. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. We, yeah. Okay. Now it's time for the energy report. So, um, I haven't written it out this week for My Body Green yet, but I still know what it is. So, here, <laughs> I'm just saying sometimes when I haven't written it out yet before, it's not uh, as in detail, but I'm still tuning in as I'm talking about it. What I got was that the beginning of the week still feels kind of watery like it did last week in terms of like okay needing care come you know kind of buckling down in term or hunkering down um getting rest and it also feels like there may be some maybe confusion like 
Um, it might feel, what I want to say is it has a bit of a like Neptunian energy, if that helps at all. Like just sort of uh, spiritual, but also un, like a little confusion. Like what? I, I don't know what I feel. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. Maybe some more of that energy that we've been seeing this week with people where it's like stuff is kind of clouded. Mm-hmm. Like there's just stuff in the space like, uh and um also yeah so just but it doesn't seem intensely uncomfortable or anything it just kind of feels like uh, i'm not sure so that's what it feels like in the beginning of the week and i would recommend um doing some basic energy healing clean out so um Actually, this is a great week to sign up for my class if you want. Hashtag promo. Didn't mean to throw that in there, but here we are. So, but it is helpful, like to clear out the energy. So, you know, just basic um, feeling your grounding cord, feeling light, like you were talking about before, connecting to the infinite, connecting to source, having it come through your body, clearing out anything that isn't yours. Um, letting it go down your grounding cord and let, letting earth energy come up your legs and then down the grounding cord. So like just breathing in light throughout the day with the intention of clearing out what isn't yours. So you're not trying to push away or like, Ugh, but it's just like, okay, I would like to just clear out what isn't mine so that I can be centered and know, you know, yeah. what I need right now. Kind of like if you were dirty and you need to to take a bath (laughs) it's like okay I don't need this gunk on me right now so I can just feel a little more clear and free you know yeah so that's the beginning of the week I will say I'm feeling this kind of really nice energy towards the end of the week like Thursday Friday Saturday I have no idea what's going on astrologically but it feels like clarity and um like some clarity comes in almost like sunlight into that space of feeling kind of gunky and um even joy like connecting purposefully to your heart chakra looks nice and um yeah just feeling a little bit more free a little more clear a little more like okay actually I got this and maybe doing some grounding would be helpful at that time too to connect to the present because it does feel like the beginning of the week feels a little bit ungrounded and that it might be hard to ground so it feels like easier to ground more clear as we get into the end of the week yeah okay so yeah Yeah. I was gonna mention when at the beginning which we didn't talk about last week's episode but that I really felt the energy report from last week because Uh it was like solstice was Tuesday and it was just this (laughs) I felt all the solstice light Mm. all the sunlight all the energy Uh enthusiasm presence like it just felt so golden and magical to me and then the next day it's like I had been feeling expansive 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 the Uh, very next day the sun moved into cancer it was the day after solstice meaning the very first day of the waning of the sun and that was the first time for a while I had felt that feeling of like oh I'm gonna just curl up with a book and put Uh, on some comfy clothes and just uh, relax it's like it was (laughs) really noticeable and you had mentioned that self-care after solstice Mm -hmm. yeah I love it 
I also love the idea of just putting on some socks and. I mean, that's to- that's your thing. That's kind of yeah, your thing. Yeah, it really is my thing. Yeah. I, any day, I love that every day. Yeah. All right, so that's the energy report. Okay, so now it's time for practical magic. So tomorrow night, Tuesday night. So if you're listening on Monday, it's tomorrow. Okay. Tuesday of this week is the new moon. And All this right. is the new moon in Cancer. So sun in Cancer, oh, moon in Cancer. Yeah. So my, that. what's that? I forgot. Yeah, so my recommendation in my planner is light a candle for the Cancer New Moon on June 28th, set some intentions related to self-love, self-nourishment, and self-care. Write Mm. them in the present tense as if already true. Then thank the goddess to support, and then ask the goddess to support you in manifesting them. So Cancer energy, it's so feminine, it's so mothering, it's so loving. It's associated with the ocean, with sort of like that mother energy of the sea you know like the womb of life yes totally yeah so and it's kind of going within too i think that transition after solstice it's so interesting that transition because it's not just like the brightest day of the year and it's also then like okay now we're moving out of gemini and into cancer so it's like kind of a lot you know gemini is so fast-paced and so mental um and then cancer is kind of more getting into your body relaxing cozying in so Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of sometimes it's a hard turn it didn't feel bad to me it just was really noticeable like oh okay now we're resting (laughs) yeah so yeah it did feel like kind of like both like like when you're like going fast and then you have to slow down all of a sudden it's like "Ah." i was kind of tuning into that that seemed like maybe part of what you were describing was still kind of transitioning out of not only gemini season but all this expansion for those of us in the northern hemisphere with the summer solstice i wonder it's a different probably a whole different thing in the southern Mm. hemisphere with that transition yeah yeah, also this, it's interesting that new moon to me, because I forgot about it, it feels like the energy of the new moon, it's almost like you would feel that more later in the week, like Thursday or Friday. Like it's still the Cancerian stuff, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even, a th- and then Thursday, it's like, oh, okay, new moon, here we go. It's, you know? I feel like when you're describing that, I'm feeling like diving into cancer, like we just dove deep down into the yes. water, and then later in the week, we come up and take a little breath. <laughs> yeah, and see the sun, like, oh, oh yeah. the sun's there. A little more oh. balance with it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so other, just a few other things with practical magic. You don't have to do that on Tuesday, by the way. You could do that later in the week. And also all week, focus on self-care is my advice. Take some time to take a bath or tune into what, I I feel like I've talked about this recently, but what's going to really feel like self-care to you? And then Mm. set aside some time to do that for yourself. And this is also true if you are feeling any kind of pain or suffering, collective or personal, um, whether or not you are. But if you are, self-compassion, self-kindness, self-care. Just remember that. Yeah, that's so important. All right. So before we pick our cards for the week, um, we've already mentioned where you can find us, but Magic Monday Month 
magicmondaypodcast.com. Oh, we do have a listeners group on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast listeners. And uh, you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can find out about my class there, schedule a reading. I have various sessions um, and on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. It's where you can find a lot of free guided meditations and rituals and spells and all kinds of stuff, fun stuff, magical stuff. And you can also sign up for my newsletter on there. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444 on Twitter. Oh, no more Twitter. Never mind. Not Twitter. (laughs) On Facebook at Tess Whitehurst author and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Well, what are you tuning into? I mean, what are you picking from? <laughs> is what I meant. I am drawing from my Magic of Flowers Oracle. What are you drawing from? I'm going to draw from Wisdom of the Oracle again because it's still here on my desk. So, um, by Colette Baron Reed. So I drew Lavender, which is Heal Through Joy. Hmm. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's the, why I was picking up at the end of the week. Yeah. The overall message here is to heal yourself or your current situation through joy. While happiness comes and goes, joy is your natural state. When you are aligned with your true infinite state and your connection with all that is, no matter what emotions may arise within you, joy underlies it all. Indeed, joy is an expansive openness that recognizes All feelings and experiences can be beautiful as long as they are flowing and completely felt. When we hang on to them or suppress the full experience of them out of fear or unwillingness to go deep, that is when the discomfort appears, not when we simply feel our feelings fully, let them go, and then bravely open up to the next beautiful lessons and experiences that lie along our path. So it also goes on to mention if you need a good cry, Cry. Mm. This is also a good message with cancer, I think. Crying mm-hmm. when you need to cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> cancer yeah. vibes. Cancers love to cry. And also crying and laughing both unstick energy. They both open you up totally. and help your energy move. Yeah. Well, I picked again No Place Like Home, oh. which I picked a little while ago. Yeah, just and... two weeks ago. Yeah. And that's also a very cancer Oh, totally. Cancers, in astrology, they are the fourth house of home. Ah. Um, But what it says here is home feels, I'll just read it again, home feels safe and secure. It's a comfortable place to rest and create a place that is known and you can call yours. This card signals that your ability to trust yourself and feel at home in your own skin is beginning to solidify as you claim your dignity and integrity aspects of yourself no one can take away from you. You know who you are. Uh, you are safe here in the house of your spirit and spirit. So, yeah, that feels really good, especially for the beginning of the week. Just, like, really feeling comfortable in your own skin. Like, basically, when you're feeling kind of like, uh, just, like, <laughs> double, you get it, double down <laughs> on being at home like feeling at home with yourself like having that be your safe space even if you're feeling kind of off like not off but just like maybe a little bogged down 
Yeah. And then clear out that energy so you can connect even more to yourself. And like decide to enjoy it. That's what I was tuning into with the self-care mm. was like, wait, no, I need to have a different, uh, cozier thing on. Like this is, uh, no, this isn't right. Like this pajama, uh, a little bit different. Like kind of fine-tuning <laughs> my pajama choices. <laughs> like, mm. you know. How many pajamas and, do you have? What? How many pajamas do you have? I mean, I have, I don't know. I couldn't, I have things that are not necessarily exactly pajamas, but that I use as pajamas. I couldn't really tell you exactly. It would be boring. I could try to analyze it, but it would be boring. Well, the reason I'm asking is because you're such a clutter clearer. I wouldn't have thought you two fuzzy robes and two non-fuzzy robes, I will say. I have three different Mm. pairs of slippers. Oh, that's surprising. Wow. Wow. I have a slipper wardrobe. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm surprised. I have three honestly. pairs of slippers. But it. <laughs> I feel like in this climate, it makes sense to have That's true. a number of different just, kinds of warm, cozy things. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely. It's just you are such a clearer of clearer, mm-hmm. clearer of clutter. That's hard to say together. I would have thought you would only have like. Just a couple options. You know what? I actually have four different pairs of slippers, and they are all for different. Oh, they're we've for different another seasons. Pair in the last two minutes. Well, because I wear slippers more than I wear shoes since I work from oh. home, and there's like oh. different. Like these ones are my summer slippers. Oh, okay. Oh, those are cute, glittery gold. Yeah. Oh, I love gold them. sequins. Uh, okay, <laughs> they're like little <laughs> booties. Uh huh. Um. So, do you ever go shoeless? Well, I mean, sorry, like, do you ever, uh, barefoot is what I'm I trying to say. I do sometimes in the summer, but it isn't, okay. that there's not a ton of days here where it's comfortable. Oh, but don't you heat your home? We heat it, but it's mm-hmm. still very cold in the winter. Oh. I mean, wow, I, especially you... your feet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I okay. mean, it, we heat it to where it's comfortable, but I still feel like you definitely need some oh. warm, very warm things on your feet. Interesting, at yeah. least to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, you were saying something though. Uh, oh, yeah, just to really kind of tune in huh. to your body. Like, what is your body asking for? It's a part of self care. And mm-hmm. I mean, also, kind of like it does include doing, oh, I no, but I really want to wash my face right now and I want to use this particular face cream. I mean, these are <laughs> kind of tuning into the energy of your body, what it, mm. what it's asking for in this moment. You're saying to enjoy it and don't get hung up on if you're wearing the wrong slippers. Just enjoy the slippers that you enjoy the slippers and also note. I mean, tune in and notice, like, oh, maybe these other slippers feel better or these. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's part of the tuning in process of taking care of yourself, lovingly and attentively. If you're curious, I only have one pair of slippers and I rarely wear them because you wear socks instead. I don't wear. I usually barefoot. All right, now you know. You thought you did. You didn't need to know that. You probably didn't. No. Okay. Didn't. We love you guys. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. It's okay. Okay, great.